Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Geek Thyself. We're doing the thing again. Hi. I just waved and you guys can't see me. Yeah, I saw the wave though. It's very cute. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> so after the past few weeks of lower topics and then RPGs mm-hmm. or RPG literature, yeah, uh, now we're at the 26th, yeah, 26th, 27th, whenever you're listening, of November. And that that date specifically doesn't matter too much for our topic, but a few days prior, um, the twenty third of November, is when a certain show started fifty six years ago. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Three, four, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at math. Uh, yes, uh, we will be talking, if you had not guessed, about the longest-running sci-fi show in the world, which I think, while I like that it holds that title, I don't know if it deserves to hold that title. Oh, you mean because it stopped and started again? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Because it ran for a long time, and it's been running for a long time, but... It only has, like, there's a lot of empty gap there, for, for personally. Yeah, but the thing is, it still holds that title because it's the same show, just different seasons thereof. Whereas, like, TV shows, like, any of the Star Treks, so, like, like the original series, I think, only had, I think it only had two seasons. I'd have to double check. It might have only been one. And then the next generation was also its own separate thing. Like, none of them were all the same show. It was all different snippets of the history of Starfleet kind of situation. So it's not technically the same show, whereas Doctor Who technically is the same main character. Yes, it is. Uh, I don't know. It just, like, I suppose it also comes down to the fact that it was never cancelled. It was just kind of not made like it's like to all intent uh, for all intents and purposes it was in a way cancelled but it was never officially cancelled mm-hmm. it, it was just was more like not it went renewed on a hiatus yeah well that's what the term they used was indefinite hiatus well at least yeah. for 20 years or so mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay it came back so yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm so, my first episode, I'll give myself, was about Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. That is how Heather wrote me into this. <laughs> she knew exactly what buttons to push. Yes. And uh-huh. one episode of Doctor Who is never ever going to be enough. Uh, we talked <laughs> a little bit about general sort of history and favourite doctors and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing when we did that episode. Yeah. Now, I'm going to do a little bit... Um, this one's going to be uh, a me-heavy one. Because Doctor Who, because uh, <laughs> you you know a fair amount, but you don't know much about the sh- the show's start. I think that's fair to say. Right, I would agree. 
I'm definitely familiar with the the show as a whole, and my brain loves trivia, so it tends to hold on to random snippets of information. Like, I know that the gummy bears, that was like a trademark thing, or not, they're not gummy bears, they're, um... Jelly babies. Thank you, jelly babies. The jelly <laughs> babies that one of the versions of the doctor used to pull out of his pocket and hand out to everybody like they weren't scripted that was something the actor himself yeah tom baker yeah uh, decided to yeah he throw did in that <laughs> he was he's a very eccentric uh man and actor um and as you if you've ever watched his first episode robot when he's finding his look he literally wears a leotard with the tutu which is pink <laughs> Uh, like, he just Goes didn't care about... Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he's super into the role, which uh, he's also the actor who's played the Doctor the longest, and I think that might have a lot to do with it. He's very expressive, he was always fun to watch, but he could also be really serious too. Like, he, he balanced it so, so well. I, I love Tom Baker. And, and, that and was, could... He was the fourth Doctor? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah so he that, was. that's also the one that has like the insanely long scarf that kept changing yep. and getting longer. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, which, uh, from what I've heard about that, is there's a rumor that it was measured in an in incorrectly, like it was measured in a American length, like of mm. like feet when it should have been like inches or like something else. And no one questioned it. It was just made. <laughs> and then Tom Baker was just like, yeah, I'll wear it. <laughs> <laughs> so big it had to be wrapped massively twice to mm-hmm. stay on. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah, I know a lot more about Classic Who than Heather does. Yes. So I'm going to cover a little bit of that Origins, a little bit of The Return, and then what's called The uh, the Wilderness Years, which is the time between it and uh, being cancelled, put on hiatus, and coming back on to TV. Uh, so, first off, uh, what I love about Doctor Who, uh, specifically in its initial start when it was uh, start to be talked about in 2000... Uh, not 2000, yeah. <laughs> in uh, 1962 is when uh, a sort of survey was put out about the feasibility of the BBC producing a science fiction television series. Uh, report was prepared and it was sort of given around to the producing team about could this work. Uh, I think... At this point, uh, Star Trek had been on for a little bit. I'm not familiar with Star Trek. Okay. But I think Star Trek started in the 50s. Is, am I wrong? Uh, hold on, let me double check. I think Star Trek yeah. was the 60s. Okay. Because I had a small inkling that it was before. Actually, okay, I'm going to look it up because I want to know now. But yeah. I know for a fact that the original series was the 60s because my mother was allowed to watch it growing up on TV. Uh, yes, first episode was 1966. Okay. Uh, last episode was 69. 69. So it yeah. had three seasons. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, um, for, for those who don't know, yes, I'm a little bit of a heathen. I've never seen Star Trek. It's not because I don't want to. I just 
time. Uh, I'll find it eventually. <laughs> okay, so, but yeah. There was a poll about the idea of it coming about. Uh, in December of the same year, Canadian-born Sidney Newman arrived at the BBC television as the new head of drama, which means it was his job to have every show pitched to him and choose what he wanted to have produced. He pioneered creating Doctor Who. Uh, Sidney Newman also created The Avengers, if anyone's familiar with that. But he produced that with ABC, uh, which was um, a different branch uh, when he was still head of drama there before he came over to the BBC. Uh, ABC Television and the uh, and part of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, which is very similar to the British Broadcasting Corporation or the BBC. Uh, so, so yep, yeah. he came up with the idea of Doctor being an educational series where this Doctor would travel back in time and go and visit. Uh, other historical events like there are many episodes in Doctor Who that do this like there's Marco Polo mm -hmm. uh, there's the Aztecs um, oh. like, even in the new series it still happens where they go back in time and they they interact with that kind of environment and they learn things about it but obviously in the newer series it's not quite as much so centred about that it's, yes there's still information to learn like, a great episode for it is Vincent and the Doctor, but obviously there's more going on than just learning about Vincent Van Gogh. Mm -hmm. uh, so, originally the whole point was the show was just going to be educational with sci-fi elements. Uh, with the TARDIS taking them uh, in the form of, uh, of an object that of that particular episode time period, <laughs> like a column in ancient Greece or sarcophagus in Egypt and that kind of thing, which was obviously then recoined as the chameleon circuit that never worked. <laughs> um, but what I actually really like about this is Sidney Newman wanted this idea he tried to find a producer at the BBC to do it didn't really find the right fit so he went to a producer from ABC who was Verity Lambert who became the very first female producer at the BBC and oh, for the 60s cool. that was a big big deal I didn't know that, that's really interesting actually yeah Another aspect is that the first director of Doctor Who was uh, a man called, I want to make sure I get his name right, Waris Hussain, who was the very first Indian director of the BBC as well. Hmm. So, Doctor Who, from the very start, has been trying its, uh, to open up those sort of glass ceilings and getting more people to be involved in the show. And... I personally love that because everybody had reserve, uh, reservations about Verity Lambert doing the show because how can a woman do it? How can a woman make a, a show as good as that? And yeah. then we still have the show 50, 56 years later mm -hmm. and that just says everything that you need to know about it. But I, I, I love that fact about the, about the show. Um so yeah, he, he approached a couple of people to decline it and then decided to get Verity Lambert, who'd never produced, written or directed, but she readily accepted the offer because why not? Yeah, mm -hmm. and she became the youngest and only female director, uh, drama producer at the BBC. Uh, both Newman and Lambert did clash occasionally, especially with the creation of the Daleks. Um, because 
when the show was conceived, it was obviously not going to be about aliens or running away from monsters. Right. Um, And Sidney Newman, uh, quote, didn't want any bug-eyed monsters in his programme. And then the first episode of the Daleks went out and got 10 million views. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the 60s... And suddenly... Yeah, that's ridiculous <laughs> in the 60s. He, uh, he's, and to be fair to him, he did give full credit to the fact, to that, uh, to Verity about them, <laughs> uh, you know, making them a great success. Uh, obviously, because uh, Sidney Newman was the head of drama, he wasn't the head of Doctor Who. But when it came time for uh, William Hartnell, the first Doctor, to leave the show due to failing health and unable to remember his lines and that kind of thing. It's a really mm-hmm. sad story, actually. There's a good documentary or docudrama about it called The Adventure in Space of Time. Uh, if you ever get a chance to watch it, it's really worth watching it because uh, it will do. It will talk about more than we can cover in just this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because we only have a half hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's fair, my point. Give or take. Um, <laughs> give or take, yeah. But uh, towards the towards the end of uh, William Hartnell's run, he was really struggling with his with his memory and keeping the lines in his head. Uh, if you ever watch some of the later episodes of Doctor Who, you, you, that's why William Hartnell started to meander a little bit with what he said. It didn't it didn't feel too out of place because of the nature of who he was, but it was at that sort of time when he when unfortunately he was asked to leave the show just because. It became too much for for both the show and for him, uh, but it was very sad. Mm, uh, in that time, Sidney Newman did come back fully on board to try and replace William, uh, and that's how we got Patrick Troughton, uh, the second Doctor. Uh, so that's like the general sort of origins. Like it was sort of proposed that there'd be a fun idea. Then Sidney Newman joined the company, uh, joined the BBC. Uh, as head of drama and started cultivating this original educational show that very quickly turned into educational but with the aspects of sci-fi and monsters and all that sort of thing uh, and since then Doctor Who has been sort of just a staple of British TV yeah. uh, since uh, through that time it was one of the first shows to be in colour when it was available in 1970 with the third Doctor coming to our screens had three sort of specials uh, for its 10th, 20th and 25th anniversary while it was still on the air before being having a rocky time in the, the end of the 80s uh, where it went on hiatus for 18 months mm-hmm. which is why um, Colin Baker's Sixth Doctor only had two seasons is because people didn't like his character as much which... It wasn't necessarily his fault. It was down to writing of how his character was reacting to regeneration. And Mm. he was going to eventually mellow out. But But they didn't get... He didn't get enough time to do that because people didn't like the character. Yeah, and not only people didn't like the character, people at the BBC didn't like how it was portrayed, even though he was just following the script. Um, So he came back for... Uh, no, sorry, uh, after his Trial of the Time Lord series, he didn't come back and was uh, the regeneration for that was very much uh, underhanded in that he sort of hit his head on the TARDIS console. Really? But it was, yeah, but it was just Sylvester McCoy, the Seventh Doctor, in a wig. 
So he wasn't even brought back for his regeneration, which is very sad. Mm. Um, but since then, uh, Big Finish, if if you're familiar with Big Finish at all, uh, created... Uh, they, they do the Doctor Who audio stories. Okay. Uh, uh, they're not as uh, popular or big or promoted, but they created uh, one called The Last Adventure, which is actually a, a, a nice full regeneration story for Colin Baker, which is very good uh i actually like it a lot um that's better than the whole like oh you hit your head so sorry yeah 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 um so that's sort of general start doc 2 and then obviously it ended in 89 just to do a quick run through uh of the dates uh the first doctor started in on the 23rd of november in 1963 his first okay. episode was the unearthly child. Uh, okay, so the I know that the last episode or, or last serial for William Hunt was the Tenth Planet, uh, and that aired on the twenty ninth of October, nineteen sixty six. Okay. Okay. Uh, Patrick Trout and the Second Doctor started on the same day because obviously the regeneration happens on the same day. Uh, his first actual episode though was Power of the Daleks. Uh, which is a really fun story about the fact that no one's believing the Doctor that the Daleks are bad and they're pretending to be good. Um, but a lot of Patrick Troughton's episodes, unfortunately, have been uh, lost. We talked a little bit about this during our last episode, that the BBC yeah, that didn't have the... like, taped over. Yeah, uh, a lot of the BBC's archives weren't great at that point. Uh, so pretty much... There are very few full serials from uh, the 60s episode from, from the third Doctor onwards when they're in colour. We've got them all, but those ones are currently being reanimated. Like, Power of the Daleks came out a couple of years ago uh, as, like, mm-hmm. a full animated thing, uh, which I think what spawned those, uh, generally, is the Doctor Who, the collections, which have been coming out. Uh, we've uh, seen those. Basically, they're just re- they're releasing each season of Doctor Who from that sort of time back in uh, like Blu-ray and in season box sets. But they can't do that with all the episodes mi- uh, with some of the episodes missing. And okay. I've just realised how much I've rambled. So I think <laughs> we'll carry on with the list after the mid roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, okay. So uh, we'll do the mid-roll, we'll do that, and then we'll briefly cover Doctor Who coming back in 2005. And then we'll call it an episode. Okay, see you in a minute, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, well, welcome to the mid-roll, everybody. So to start it off, thank you so much to everyone who donated and helped during Nerdsgiving. Um, we really appreciate it and definitely, you know, keep an ear out, keep an eye open. We do have community events coming up throughout the year. Uh, want to start off by talking about one of our amazing sponsors, which is World Anvil. They are the most robust campaign management and world creation software available today online. They even won an any award for it. It's worldanvil.com. You can flesh out your world. You can create connections between the characters in your story, whether it be a game you're playing with your friends and you want to flesh out the world you're developing together, or maybe you're trying to write a book and you want to have everything organized in one spot. It's an amazing tool 
and we definitely recommend you check it out. To sign up is free. It's just that if you want some of the more special and unique features, you will have to pay for a subscription. But the, the base programming, which is still amazing, is free, and we definitely recommend you check it out. Also supported by the Nerdsfith Network as a whole is the beautiful company Daha Dice. Yes. They create beautiful metal and polymer dice that they painstakingly colour. They test all their colours in-house. They have amazing just dual colour series with their Spellbinder looks where they create dual colours. Like they've got the they had their brimstone ones for Halloween, which are still the which mm-hmm. are still available and like gunmetal. So yeah, with gunmetal silver or I don't know if you call it gunmetal silver or gunmetal black. That's not the point. They're gorgeous. <laughs> uh, they also have amazing accessories like the scroll of rolling, which is just an amazing thing which you can use to create, take two sets of dice on the go with you. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't love portable D&D? Uh, they <laughs> have amazing shipping options for, uh, for outside the US uh, with it being discounted. And in the US it's free. So, great. Uh, if... Yeah, absolutely. If you uh, you can search their site through like color and then class and all those other kind of search uh, parameters to find the exact dice that you like. They're always creating new ones, uh, so feel free to have a look. And if you find anything that you'd like, you can use the code Geek Thyself to get fifteen percent. That's one five fifteen off your first or next order. So if you want to roll with the best, just go to dieharddice.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so. Let's get back into this week's topic. Yeah. Goal. <laughs> back onto this list. Oh, okay. So, just covered uh, the power of the Daleks. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, doing a quick run through of it, and that started in the 29th of October, nineteen sixty-six. And the last episode of the Second Doctor was the War Games, which was the twenty-first of June, nineteen sixty-nine. Uh, actually, also. While we're going through, we'll talk the briefly the gener- regenerations. It doesn't say it here, but I know them anyway. Um, <laughs> the uh, the first Doctor just regenerated due to his body wearing thin. Uh, this was one of the only ones where it kind of happened like that. There's only one other instance which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, so essentially, he was just old, and the body needed to be redone. Uh, for the second Doctor, he was actually forced to change by the Time Lords. The Time Lords being his race, uh, Gallifrey being his planet, because he'd been meddling too much in other affairs. Uh, this was essentially his punishment, and he was also exiled to be locked onto Earth for a little bit. Hmm. This is how John Pertwee... Yep, yeah, this is how John Pertwee took over the role. Uh, this is also how you didn't see who he changed into in his last episode, because it sort of spirals around on the screen, and that's how the episode ends. And in the next episode of Doctor Who, when it comes back, the TARDIS lands on Earth and out falls John Pertwee. Uh, and <laughs> uh, there's actually a funny joke about this. is because in between those two points, Doctor Who was filmed in colour for the first time. So mm-hmm. there's a nice joke of when you regenerate so hard, everything's in colour. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it just made me fun. It's just, it just makes me laugh. Uh Aww. John Pertwee's first episode was Spearhead from Space on the 3rd of January 1970. There was uh, like a six-month break while they were filming new episodes. And 
the last story for Job Hertwig's Planet of the Spiders on the 8th of June 1974. In that episode, he's basically stung by a very, venom very venomous spider? Poisonous spider? I don't know. I don't know the difference. I'm going to be honest. But he essentially okay. protects his companion, uh, Sarah mm -hmm. Jane, who you probably heard of. Yes, I have. Yes, one of the most well-known companions of Doctor Who, Sarah Jane Smith, uh, mm -hmm. from from being hit and then has to regenerate because the the poison is slowly making them need to do that. All well, right, uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay, so Tom Baker is next, the fourth Doctor. We already talked a little bit about him. Uh, he. Obviously, started on 8th of June, 1974, because that's when the regeneration. But his first episode was Robot. Uh, and then his last episode was an episode called Lo Lo Logopolis. Logopolis? I have no idea okay. how to say it. Uh, and in that one, it was the 21st of March, 1981. And he basically was pushed off a satellite tower by the Master. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that went about as well as you expect and Tom Baker we've already said he's the holds the longest he holds the title for the longest running doctor whose longest time was six years nine months one week and six days so nearly seven years that right. is a lot. Uh, absolutely uh, Peter Davison took over afterwards uh, whose first episode was again the 21st of March in 1981. His first story was Castrovalia. Why do these names have to be like that? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, his final episode or story was The Caves of Androzani, which uh, aired on the 16th of March 1984. Uh, he needed, well, his companion Perry was poisoned. And, uh, well, they were both poisoned, but he only ended up getting enough antidote for one person. So he gave it to Perry and succumbed to it and regenerated into the Sick Doctor. Uh, mm. The Sick Doctor, Colin Baker, uh, first appeared on the 16th of March 1984. His first episode was The Twin Dilemma. Uh, and uh, his last episode was The Trial of the Time Lord, The Ultimate Foe, on the 6th of December... 1986. Uh, also, just because actually I should have mentioned these earlier, up until this point there have been specials. Uh, for Colin Baker, his special was The Two Doctors, which included Patrick Troughton returning to the role uh, for the second Doctor. Uh, in The Fifth Doctor's reign, there was The Five Doctors, which was the 20th anniversary, which, yes, it's called The Five Doctors, but Tom Baker is in it so little, you, it's, I don't know if it really counts. Uh, okay. Uh, but it's uh, it essentially stars mainly the first, second, third, and fifth Doctors. Although William Hartnell had passed away by this point, so his his portrayal is uh, done by Richard Hundall, who does a fairly good job of interpret uh, of portraying William Hartnell. And during the third Doctor's rule, rule uh, reign tenure, I don't know. Uh, there's an episode called the Three Doctors, which was the tenth anniversary special which does include both the second and first Doctors, though the first Doctor was kept like in a sort of stasis box where he could talk to the other Doctors, but didn't wasn't on screen because at this point his failing health meant he couldn't really be as active and walk around for the, for the episodes. Mm -hmm. So 
he interacted through that way. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah uh, that's he actually. A weird. Well, it is, but it's also just done because he couldn't have been in the scene. Like he, he, he was at this point very ill. He actually died mm-hmm. very uh, or passed away very soon after the recording of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was the only way, way to to get him involved in it, which I can understand why they would do that. Uh, so yeah, uh, Sylvester McCoy uh, was the seventh Doctor who came back after Doctor Who's hiatus, like we've already said, on the 7th of September 1987, after its uh, 18-month hiatus from December... uh, Or was it a (laughs) six-month hiatus? It might have been a six-month hiatus. Uh, I apologise. So, yeah, uh, his first episode was The Time of the Rani, and like we said, Sylvester McCoy never really starred in his regeneration. Uh, No, not Sylvester McCoy. Colin Baker didn't. It was just... uh, (laughs) Um, Sylvester McCoy wearing a curly blonde wig and he uh, right okay so his official last episode was Survival which uh, was the last episode of Doctor Who before it went into indefinite hiatus before it returned for the movie Doctor Who in uh, on the 6th of December 1989 so this is where there's a bit of contention because technically he was the Doctor for 11 years. Technically. Because okay. it was from 1987 to 1996. Uh, oh, sorry, nine years. Which would technically be longer than Tom Baker. But he only ever did two years of the show. So people have a hard time like giving him that title. Which gotcha. I can understand. Uh, there's yeah, also the, no, the... I could see where that would be like, eh, did he really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did two seasons up until 1979. 1989, sorry. Uh, and that's when that ended. Uh, there's also the same issue with Paul McGann, who starred only in the Doctor Who TV movie until recently, where he was involved in the 50th anniversary special. Oh, is he the one who came in as the War Doctor? Uh, he's the one who I'm, regenerated I'm into the... It's, it, yeah, it's, it's really confusing. Uh, he's the eighth Doctor who regenerated into the War Doctor in that mini episode. Okay. Did you, uh, I don't know if you ever saw it. It's called Night of the Doctor. Basically, he regenerates into the War Doctor in that, and then the War Doctor regenerates into the Ninth Doctor at the end of the at the end of the special. Oh boy. <sighs> Uh, the reason they did that is because Christopher Eccleston didn't want to return to the show. That role was me- originally meant to be for him. So, but because he didn't... I liked him. I liked him too. Uh, but because he didn't want to return, they had to finagle something else for it. Which, I I love John Hurt, uh, who played the War Doctor, so it doesn't really bother me too much. But it is also uh, just making it more confusing. So, yep. Yeah, uh yes. Paul McGann played the Doctor on the 27th of May, 1996, in his only TV appearance, uh, because uh, apart from the mini-episode in 2013. But he has had many of audio stories from Big Finish, and I've listened to quite a few of them, and he does a really good job of being the Doctor, even if he's not on the screen. Okay. Alright, so now there's this is where the show ends for a little bit, and uh, it's... It, there's a few attempts to revive it in the interim of the wilderness years, which is what this time period is called. Like, even when the movies 
come out because there's very little about Doctor Who going on. The movie didn't exactly do well. There's a couple of mm-hmm. uh, specials like there's the Curse of Fatal Death for like Red Nose Day for comic relief, but again, it's tongue in cheek and not canon until right. 2004, where Russell T Davis. Uh, approaches the BBC and wants to restart Doctor Who uh, with a new Doctor, a new companion, and new format. With uh, Because originally the show used to sort of go weekly throughout the year. Obviously, it now doesn't. It's got like a set season, which mm-hmm. airs normally once a year. There are a few years where there haven't been a season like this year. For, France, for, for instance, there wasn't a series, which is annoying. But it's whatever. Uh, so, yep, Russell D. Davies created that revival. And uh, uh, Christopher Eccleston stayed for one year of it, which I wish he would have stayed longer, but that's... Uh, it's whatever. Because, like, the, the timing for that is, like, technically two months, three weeks and two days from the 26th of March to the 18th of June, which mm-hmm. just feels like, like a bit of a, a you know... A bit of a a jip, really, because <laughs> like he did, he still did a full year. Yeah, no, yeah. that's true. But I, I mean, I really liked Eccleston. I was I sad mm-hmm. to see him go. Yeah, uh, I was sad to see him go as early as he did. Uh, although to be fair, that's retroactively looking back because I didn't start watching Doctor Who until two thousand six, because in uh, that's when I was eleven. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, Heather's uh. just Heather's just looked down <laughs> at her keyboard. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have to do it every time. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Christopher Eccleston's first episode was Rose, and his last episode was Parting of the Ways. Oh, I, I actually forgot to say how Sylvester McCoy's uh, regeneration happened. He was shot down by street gangs in America. What? Yeah, really. Uh, he exits the TARDIS when landing in New York in 1999 and is shot. Because he basically... Mean. Yeah, he basically appears in the middle of a gang fight. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay, to be fair, <laughs> New York in 1999, I mean... Yeah, it's not... Maybe. It's not inaccurate, but... To be fair, it was also filmed before 1999, so they were maybe being a bit stereotypical. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what happened, and doctors tried to revive him, which actually nearly, nearly killed him because the anaesthetic nearly stopped his regeneration happening. Mm. Uh, um, as for... Alright, this is where it gets confusing, because technically the next one's the Ninth Doctor, but... The next one in the order is the War Doctor, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the War Doctor back because he only has one episode. He's he stars in the 50th anniversary special on the 23rd of November, 2013, but he's technically in between these two gaps. But he wasn't introduced then, so Paul McGann's Doctor crashes into a planet trying to save someone on off their ship, but because of the time war, they don't want anything to do with him. So they both end up crashing. Uh, the person piloting obviously dies because they're not Time Lord and Mm -hmm. the Doctor technically does die but is brought back by uh, the Sisterhood of Khan who he's met before uh, when he was the fourth Doctor who basically doing him a favour 
bring him back, who will allow him to regenerate into the War Doctor, who is John Hurt. The uh, John Hurt is the War Doctor who does all the Time War stuff, and then is in the episode, um, the 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 special, and at the end of the special where they don't end up destroying Gallifrey, essentially that body has done its job, and regenerates or starts to regenerate into Christopher Eccleston's Doctor. Which is why I'm bringing that into this bit because it would make too much sense. It, uh, Doctor Who, wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Okay. Uh huh. Just a whole lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the parting of the ways, the uh, the Doctor saves Rose, who took the time vortex into her. Uh, that -hmm. would kill anyone. It does end up killing him as well, but he regenerates into David Tennant's Doctor, the Tennant Doctor, which most people know about. I would guess. Yes. I, I feel like most people recognize David Tennant as having been one of the Doctors. Yes, absolutely. Uh, he and Tom Baker are re- renowned as the, as the best Doctors of their eras. Not an opinion I agree with, but let's move on. <laughs> uh, David yeah. Tennant... Played, we, we've discussed that. <laughs> we have. Uh, David Tennant played the Doctor from the 18th of June 2005 to the 1st of January 2010. His first episode being The Christmas Invasion and his episode, last episode being The End of Time where he regenerates after taking in a load of radiation to save Wilfred Mott or Wilf and uh, then goes on uh, a binge where he goes and visits people before regenerating in the TARDIS. That's technically his. Very poignant. Yes. There is technically, in season four, in 2008, a second regeneration where he's shot by a Dalek, and that regeneration energy, he doesn't change because he puts it into a hand that he lost on his first uh, story, but it technically counts as a regeneration. Oh, this show, man. Sometimes this show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. Next one is Eleventh Doctor, who is my personal favourite. Started on the first of January twenty ten, uh, in the eleventh hour, and his first, last episode was the twenty fifth of December twenty thirteen, which is the time of the Doctor. And this time, because of how many extra regenerations have been put in, he technically shouldn't have regenerated, because he was he used all thirteen of them. So he should have mm-hmm. been dying of old age, which is what was happening at the end of the episode. But the Clara show made convince the Time Lords through the crack to give him more regenerations. Um, I don't know why he couldn't have done it and why he didn't deserve it anyway for everything he's done. But again, we're getting off topic. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. So they give him more regenerations and he regenerates into Peter Capaldi as opposed to not dying. Okay. Uh, and that basically gives him another 12 to do things with, which is... I'm sure they'll figure out a way to keep going when they reach those 12. <laughs> uh, Peter Cavalli, obviously, <laughs> started in 25th, uh, 25th of December 2013, and his first episode was Deep Breath. And uh, he his last episode was Twice Upon a Time in on the 25th of December 2017, with an even four years. Um... Why is he regenerating? Oh, gosh. Why is he regenerating? Hmm? Oh, why, that's why he's regenerating. He uh, is... He nearly dies trying to protect... 
the the people on the space station for the Cybermen. And then he's saved by Bill. Uh, so he's... And he spends the whole episode trying to resist regenerating. Something that First Doctor did as well, which is why he eventually collapsed. They actually both collapsed in that episode because the First Doctor is brought back for that story. Uh, played again by David Bradley, who played him in the Doctor drama Adventure in Space and Time, which we already talked about. And then on that episode, the first episode of Jodie Whittaker's 13th Doctor is the 25th of December 2017. In the, and her first episode is The Woman Who Felt Worth. We can't say when her last episode is because it hasn't happened yet and we don't have a TARDIS. But that is all of the regenerations and why they happened. Ah, my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. There's a lot. I mean, there's been a lot of seasons. Oh, yeah. Uh, there... And I, mm-hmm. I haven't said a whole lot this episode, but I mean, we've been talking about, like, this is something I don't know about and I'm fascinated, yes. but I just don't know the information. Yeah. Uh, a couple of small facts, I guess, we could do before we go. Apologies. Uh, there are 26 <laughs> seasons of Doctor Who from... 1963 to 19, uh, 1989 and then the count reset from series 1 when it came back in 2005 and we're now up to mm. season ele- uh, series 11 season uh, series 12 coming out next year so if you actually added them up there's 37 seasons of Doctor Who that have been made and there are over 850 episodes now <sighs> that's a lot yeah, I think I am now Doctor Who'd out, which doesn't happen very often. I don't really know what else I can say for 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 you know like origins and stories and moving through the time periods. It, mm-hmm. I'm sure we could fi- figure out another topic to do another episode of Doctor Who on. That wouldn't be difficult. <laughs> um, but I think that's a fairly good place to end this one. Uh, I guess I can ask you if you have any sort of tidbits to give, just so we can hear your voice a bit, because it's always lovely to hear your voice. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I don't. I mean, the the couple of little tidbits that I had, I already said, and it's just, it's something where I find, like, I like Doctor Who a lot, and I like watching it, and I like learning about it, but you already know the information, so this was, it was less about, like, me needing to participate yeah. and more about me getting to learn. Yeah, which um, is nice because we did that with Oak Island where I was the one learning. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to share yeah. and, uh, our knowledge on things. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Uh, so yeah. If you want to ask me any questions about Doctor Who, feel free if you've got an hour to, to for <laughs> me to answer. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. You can find us in the Nerdsmith Discord. We're always in there. Uh, you can find us on yep. Twitter at geek underscore thyself. Uh, if you have any specific topics for Doctor Who you want us to cover, let us know. I'm sure I could find something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and maybe and you know involve Heather a bit more. <laughs> oh boy. It's so, fine. No, no, no. I know it's fine. Um, but with that, I guess we'll wrap this one up. Uh, I hope Doctor Who goes for another 50 years. We'll see how that goes. Uh, (laughs) And with that, we'll talk to you next week, guys. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Bye.